0: Welcome to the Quantum Alchemist Podcast. My name is Ashley Eve. I'm a human design expert trained by Ra's personal students for the last two and a half years and counting. I'm also a human design and wealth spiritual business mentor, helping you ignite the codes of your original blueprint for limitless prosperity and expansive success. This is all about embodied leadership and results here, my friends, all by design. I can't wait to go on this journey with you. So without further ado, let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. This is an impromptu episode, although being a generator sacral authority, when I get that uh uh-huh, I get the uh uh-huh. And my sacral response is always in response to the direction that will mutate humanity. And this is something I will be discussing in depth in Business by Human Design. Oh my goodness, it's coming up so fast. We begin July 15th. If you have not enrolled yet, guys, I know I'm usually a big ass softy, and I say I'm closing the door and then I don't. This time, doors close for realsies. Doors will be closing before we begin on the 15th. Actually, today, after I record this episode, I am recording the audio, the mini audio course Receive, which is going to be a bonus mini audio course for everyone to dive into before we actually even begin. And I sent out the details a couple days ago for the Synergy of Magnetism Masterclass, which is included at no cost, live. This is going to be the most comprehensive business course out there. I am also going to include, over time, slowly adding more and more content and more and more strategy to support you on your journey. The main 14 modules, which are going to be dropping within the first six weeks of the course, are all going to be based on embodiment of your human design and what that means for your business. And we are only going to expand from there. So I really recommend if you feel that inner authority leading you to business by human design, jumping in now, because I do not know when it will launch again. And I've scaled back my business for those that used to be with me when I was doing those monthly launches. And you're thinking, well, she'll launch something next month. So it's okay if I miss this. No, I've scaled back. And really what I'm offering is the Quantum Human Design Coaching Academy. If you're looking to be a coach and mentor, a guide in human design, or just learn it more, the mechanics and energy more for your own personal use, Business by Human Design, quantum wealth embodiment and, you know, sure, I'll probably sprinkle some master classes in there as we go. But those are my core three offerings and everything is going to be poured into those in service to the collective, in service to our mutation as we move through this evolutionary leap and into the cross of the sleeping phoenix. So with that said, why am I recording a podcast on a Sunday after I dropped two this week already? Let's jump into this episode. All right, so for those that may know my story, although I feel there's a lot of new community members that find me through the podcast, so maybe I will go over a little bit of history here first. We adopted Julia, my puppy, my German Shepherd puppy, in December, and I was looking for a medically needy puppy. I was like, well, not necessarily a puppy. In fact, I typically only adopt older animals. However, there's just something about Julia that stood out. So we had lost my heart dog um, to very unexpected cancer that took her within a matter of days in November of last year. And we adopted Julia. I wasn't really ready to adopt again. But again, like I said, I just passed her profile somehow online and I knew she had to be a part of our family. When Julia was adopted out to us, we were told she was the world's quietest German shepherd puppy. If you follow me on Instagram, you know that is not true. And that she had been diagnosed with laryngeal paralysis as their quote-unquote best guess on what was wrong with her. And it came out later through Julia seeing specialists that, in fact, the test they used to diagnose that isn't even an accurate test and they had not investigated further. Had they taken chest x-rays, they would have noticed that she had PRAA, persistent right aortic arch, which caused esophagus. So what ended up happening is Julia came into our family, two days later was admitted into the hospital with severe aspiration pneumonia. So she would have been adopted to us with it. And 68 percent oxygen and 104 degree fever during that visit (laughs) we did obviously take chest x-rays and found what was going on and it started this whirlwind of really this deep dive into a world that i didn't even know existed my personal vet who's amazing had never even heard of or seen persistent right aortic arch she was fantastic and julia's greatest advocate she realized that what she was seeing for the mega esophagus wasn't normal. <laughs> so, essentially, what happens with PRAA is blood vessels that are meant to dissolve when the baby is born, baby puppy, although, from what I understand, happens in horses and humans as well. It is persistent, it stays there and it strangles the esophagus. And as the puppy grows, of course, it gets tighter and tighter. And as the puppy moves on from milk, from the mother to food, the food backs up in the esophagus, stretching the esophagus. So what had happened is Julia had, quote, a shopping bag of food stuck in front of her heart. So when she ate, all the food was piling up and stretching her esophagus bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, because until the food dissolved, it couldn't pass through this teeny tiny narrow opening from her esophagus into her stomach. This spurred this, and don't worry, guys, this is also going to get into the topic of today because this is what got me contemplating yesterday. This spurred $30,000 in the matter of months in CT scans, specialists, referrals, echocardiograms, open heart surgery, And also through all that testing, noticing that she had multiple cardiac anomalies that had to be repaired in the cardiac surgery. It also, because of this condition, she has many other health effects that can kind of snowball from here. These dogs tend to be very expensive to manage. And she was hospitalized for a week, I think about two months ago for gastroenteritis, Believe it or not, I have a history as a vet tech, although I worked with sport horses, Olympic level sport horses, but it's still medicine. So I catch these things early. And she was just admitted to the hospital last night again, and it's suspected gastroenteritis again. Now, here leads me into (laughs) the topic of today's podcast episode. I don't have a script. If you know me, if you know how I run my lives, how I run my podcast I never have scripts I'll have a topic but I allow what's coming through to come through and I allow myself to respond to myself and respond to what is coming through and what is the most mutative direction and that is essentially what I respond to each sacral responds to something very specific and through this journey so it was about a $30,000 journey just in the beginning her medical needs are upwards of a thousand dollars a month And her gastroenteritis stay was about $6,000. And this stay already is up to almost $3,000. And I've been contemplating a lot since I got Julia over the current paradigm of manifestation and money and what we're taught about the energy of money. And if that is what I believe to be true and how the universe operates and how we become quote unquote an energetic match for money or increase our energetic minimums around money. And this has been something I've been continually contemplating because prior to Julia coming in my life, I'll never forget this. This is a very specific memory. It was the first time I had hit $20,000 in my business and I was so excited, (laughs) so excited. And that same day that I hit, I saw my PayPal that I hit $20,000, I was driving back from the barn. And the school bus went by and sent a boulder into my windshield and I had to get my windshield repaired. And there were a couple other bills that had come up that month in regards to the horses. Loki at the time, he had caught lice. I, truthfully, even though I worked in the horse industry, I didn't even realize horses could get lice. And it was a $2,000 appointment to get him shaved from head to toe and treated for lice. So it just, you know, it appeared based on my perception and conditioning around manifestation and money. It had appeared that almost the universe was punishing me or that I had not quote unquote increased my energetic minimum around money. Therefore, I couldn't hold money. And this isn't trashing anyone. This is not uh, pointing fingers at anyone. I think When we begin our journey, that is a much needed place to start. It's a very foundational place to start, to begin playing with the energy of money, to begin playing with the energy of the quantum. And all of these teachings, for example, Abraham Hicks Law of Attraction, have their place. But I believe if we are going to evolve in our divinity, if we are going to evolve in our expansion with wealth, if we are going to evolve as sacred rebel, legacy leaders, and impact the quantum field the collective consciousness and the direction of humanity it is also our duty our sacred responsibility to evolve past those teachings because it what i believe to be true and what has been true in my journey and with thousands of women and men that i have worked with is when we believe that the universe is punishing us or that A rock hit our windshield or our pet has medical bills because we aren't holding the vibration good enough or we haven't increased our energetic minimum enough or that we aren't positive enough. We aren't holding the vibe enough. We haven't had enough positive thoughts or envisioned the end goal enough or we don't have a fancy enough vision board or fill in the blank, fill in the blank of how often we are blamed and conditioned to believe it is our fault that shit happens. (laughs) And I don't care how amazing you are at manifestation. I don't care how amazing you are at holding vibrations, increasing consciousness. We still live in a universe that we cannot completely control. And when you hit new minimums, energetic minimums in your business, when you start receiving higher levels of income, when you start expanding into higher levels of wealth and wealth, overflow and abundance, the universe doesn't test you. The universe doesn't throw a rock through your windshield because you had a negative thought (laughs) or you weren't holding the vibration enough. That's not how the universe works. We don't work. We don't live in a vindictive tit for tat universe. The universe is completely neutral. She doesn't have your back and she doesn't not have your back. She doesn't wanna see you fail, but she also isn't in it to see you succeed. In fact, the universe, and I wanna use doesn't care, but those aren't really the right words, but nothing else is coming, but doesn't care isn't in it for you being alive or dead and that can seem really triggering that can seem really against everything you know to be true everything you've been taught so far but when you step into this realization it gives you your power back and there's a lot to unpack here and I probably won't unpack it all in this episode to be honest (laughs) but the first thing I want you to realize is when we step into this realization of neutrality of the universe, which she is neutral, one life and death, it that's the ego. The universe understands that you do not die. Energy is not created nor destroyed. Your essence, your spirit continues on. We also live in a free will universe. So with being in a free will universe, the universe is therefore not testing you one way or the other. And why I think this is really critical for us to step into in our evolution with manifestation and wealth, overflow, business, abundance, is it allows us, one, to focus on our own inner authority. Human design will always lead us to be in the right place at the right time when we follow our inner authority. That does not mean that everything goes according to what the ego views is the plan, Sometimes our evolution gets messy. Sometimes our evolution means we hit what the ego would perceive as obstacles or setbacks. But that is exactly what is required for your greatest expansion and highest service to your soul and highest service to humanity. And on expansion of that, it is a form of either intentional or unintentional gaslighting for it always to be your fault. Drains your power. It removes your power from you as an incredible creator, as someone that's able to, in this moment right now, live in overflow and abundance. And it also sells to your not self because your not self then says, Well, something's wrong with me. Something is wrong with me and I need to fix it. Something is wrong with me because every time I make money, a boulder goes through my windshield or my animal has vet bills or my. Thoughts aren't positive enough, so therefore I lose all the money that was in my account through all these unexpected bills. It sells to our not-self. It makes us feel and conditions us to believe that we are broken and in requirement of fixing. And I'm here to tell you that you are not broken and you are not in requirement of fixing. And it is not about being positive enough to receive a certain amount of money. It is not about the universe testing you with extra bills because you weren't, quote unquote, good enough. You are born worthy. You are born good enough. You are born to be an overflow. You don't have to do anything to be worthy. You don't have to change anything to be worthy. And that is where I mentor from and develop my programs from is I am not your authority. Human design is not your authority. And there's nothing wrong with you. There is nothing wrong with you. You don't need to fix anything to be worthy. It's simply a remembrance of who you are and a remembrance of your power. But we cannot take our power back when we think that the universe is testing us. We cannot take our power back when we believe that a bill came up because we weren't good enough. Are you seeing the actual trauma and damage that can be done there when you're constantly conditioned to believe that you aren't reaching your goals because you're not good enough, that you aren't reaching your goals because you're not holding some type of energetic standard properly? So no, I do not believe that the universe has tested me with Julia's bills or brought me a dog because... I'm not worthy of having that extra $30,000 in investments, or I'm not worthy of having that extra $2,000 plus this month already in her bills and investments. I don't believe that the universe is testing me. I don't believe that the universe is punishing me. I do not believe that it is a sign I am not worthy. And this is how I am able to expand at rates that make no logical sense. This is how my business has been able to expand and how wealth feels safe with me and how I have wealth in my, what I call a wealth garden, which is what I teach in Quantum Wealth Embodiment. So it's unimpacted by the outside world, unimpacted by the conditioning, the matrix, the programming. I believe this is my soul's path. I believe I was blessed with this beautiful little dog That most families would not have the financial or personal resources to care for it because she requires someone home with her all the time to stay on track with her medication and her feedings. And that is what I know to be true. That our souls were meant to have this experience together, not that I'm being punished because my energetic minimum isn't being held properly or I'm not, I don't feel worthy of the money that's coming in. Where I do feel, however, that we can see self-worth displayed in relationship with money is through hoarding money. And I, again, I teach this in quantum wealth embodiment. So hoarding money So it comes in. I've had I've worked with high level women that are making forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars a month, and they're afraid to put that money in investments. They're afraid to move it from their PayPal. They're afraid of the end of the month and seeing that money go back to zero in their PayPal account. There's a lot of fear and unworthiness from an undefined ego, for example, Uh, fear of of death of purpose through gate twenty eight in the splenic center. This Lack of safety with money through the undefined splenic center. This is where, yes, now we're getting into where we can transmute shadows with money and wealth into a gift, into wisdom, raise your your essence and expand your essence, but not from a place of something that's wrong with you. Not from a place of I lost this money, quote unquote, lost this money this month because I wasn't worthy so the universe hit me with a bill. That's the victim. That's a victim mentality. I'm a victim of the universe. I am a victim of being human, right? Because you are human. You are going to have experiences that fucking suck at times. When my dog Kira died, it fucking sucked. It felt like my world was crashing down around me. It was also the month I hit my first $50,000 month. You don't have to do anything to be worthy. And interestingly enough, very often we hear that in the online space. You don't have to do anything to be worthy except (laughs) hold the vibration and fix your mindset and have this big vision and make the vision board and blah, 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 blah. Right? As long as you're doing all that right, then you are worthy. You are worthy now. You've just convinced yourself that you are not. You are worthy now. You have just allowed, which is human, because we live in the programming, you've allowed that conditioning to convince you otherwise. Therefore, you are operating through the not self and not your true self, not your most authentic expression of your essence. And this is why I use human design jinkies to help people come back to that authentic expression of their essence, their highest acidic state. Their highest authentic self, their truest path. Not because you have to fix your mindset. When I hit my first $50,000 a month, my mindset was in the fucking gutter. Because Kira had just been tragically ripped from me. But I hope you're starting to see, and I hope this is opening your perception, even if you don't agree with me at this point in time, but opening your perception to how seeing the universe is testing you makes you a victim of and almost puts you in a defensive position as well, right? You almost have to be defensive of preparing for the big bad universe to like smite you or something (laughs) for that negative thought you had or waiting for the universe to test you and throw a bill your way to see if you're worthy. What I am saying is we can see where that conditioning is within your openness so we can have the hoarder that's hoarding money because they don't feel worthy through that undefined ego or because they don't feel safe with taking the money out of their PayPal or investing their money where they can't access it through the undefined splenic center. We can see the spender who gets that money and immediately spends it on a bunch of shit. Now that isn't the universe testing you. That isn't because of unexpected bills. I'm talking about someone that receives the money and doesn't feel worthy, so spends it immediately. That's very different, and I hope you can feel that. And I'm talking about someone that avoids it completely. Avoids it completely. And I've worked with women that are making money in their business Yet they won't look at their PayPal. They won't look at their accounts. Some women don't even have access to the passwords to their accounts. They want to avoid it. They don't even want to see it. And that can also cause you to not create money in your business because you don't want to deal with it for whatever reason. Maybe you don't feel worthy. Maybe you don't feel safe with money. Maybe you feel like having that money will trigger other people's emotional waves through your undefined solar plexus. So you want to avoid it. You want to avoid that situation and feeling others judgment of you, of what it means to be a wealthy woman. But hoarding, spending and avoiding is very different than the universe testing you, which she does not do. It is very different than you not being worthy because an unexpected bill came up. It's very different than the universe saying you're not worthy because you launched a product and no one signed up. And then to lead kind of into that or out of that or expand on that. I often hear that from women in my programs or those that reach out in regards to one-on-one coaching. Is, well, I've launched this product and no one signed up. Is it because I wasn't holding the vibration? Is it because I'm not an energetic match? Is it because I'm not worthy? Is it because I'm not aligned enough? And we have to open our discussions past self-work. And this is also what I'm bringing into business by human design, because again, you are always going to be expanding and evolving, first of all. So it's never this end goal of I finally fucking made it and all the self-work is done. But we must open up our discussion past self-work and even past energy. Energy 100% matters, and you will have to continually shift over and over again on an identity level in your business to continually hold and receive and expand into greater amounts of overflow, impact, and abundance. However, at the exact same time, do you have a plan? Or are you operating through the perspective of, well, I'm a generator. Therefore, I respond moment to moment, so I can't have a plan. So you are therefore doing daily tactics in your business instead of having a plan, instead of actually looking at the business, instead of operating as the CEO, and therefore you're not really even sure what's working and what's not. So it might seem as though the universe is testing you, but it's really because there's no foundation, there's no sacred masculine structure to the business. And I've used this analogy so many times, but I'm going to say it again, without that sacred masculine structure, which I talk about as the riverbanks to the feminine flow to the river. So if we take out the riverbanks and we just have a river, that water is going to run rampant and wild and kill everything in its path. There's no direction for it. There's no sense to it. It's just going to wipe everything out. We require both and. The sacred masculine structure, the plan, and the feminine flow, and the intuiting, and the receiving, and the expanding. So opening up this discussion past simply self-worth, we can then ask, okay, yes, energy matters, of course. And yes, we must shift on the identity level. But instead of looking at it from a very boxed-in, limiting perception of, is it not working because I don't feel worthy? Is it not working because... My energy is not being held. Is it not working because I am not holding the vibration of a $50,000 month? Opening it up past that, thinking bigger, asking ourselves bigger, better, badder, more bold questions and looking at, well, if it isn't working, what strategies have you used? Have you even used strategy before? Are you following trends in your business and seeing what your heart is calling you towards, what is really soul led, or are you just kind of throwing spaghetti at the wall because you feel as though, well, I'm a generator, I have a sacral authority, therefore I can't plan, so I just have to go day to day. And this is also where I see so many generators and manifesting generators coming to me and saying, well, I have all these ideas, I have so many ideas, and then an hour later I don't want to do them, or the next day I don't want to do them. I don't know if you can relate to this, if you have a sacral. I hear this all the time, even from women that are making $30,000, $40,000, 50000 a month and they are burning out in their business because that is exhausting. It's exhausting. And it's because they're not actually understanding the mechanics of what it means to have a sacral, first of all, but there's no strategy. It is this belief that they must go based on daily tactics day-to-day in their business and it's the not self-mind that's driving their business, not their actual sacral, not their actual sacral response and what they're meant to be responding to. For example, my sacral only responds to a true sacral yes for me is, yes, this direction will mutate humanity. That's it. That's it. Not every idea I have is going to mutate humanity. Not everything I respond to is actually going to mutate humanity. Therefore, it's a no. No. And that's why there's been a big pivot and a downsizing in what I offer my business because I know what is true about the direction we're going and how I can be a major impact on humanity and mutate humanity in this evolutionary leap we are going through. So another question, how are you monetizing your business? Are you actually monetizing your business? And how? Now, I'm not saying you have to have ads, of course, although there's also nothing wrong with ads. It's not soul or ads or ads or soul, right? It's both and universe. But how are you monetizing your business? Are you actually charging your worth? I'm going to tell you right now, when I purchase anything, anything, this drives my husband crazy, drives him crazy, even down to like vegan cheese, (laughs) I will always go for the more expensive product. So are you undervaluing yourself? Do you not see yourself as worthy of charging your worth, which could be, although it can show in other areas of the body graph, expressed through an undefined ego? Are you following your strategy and authority? Guys, it's always going to come back to this. I'm going to say this over and over and over and over again. Are you following your strategy and authority? That's the foundation of everything. Again, if we have a generator, use such an easy example, a generator that's just coming up with all these random ideas is responding to everything from the not self, and they're bouncing from idea to idea, 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 and not understanding how their sacral is actually meant to be responding, you're probably putting out a lot of stuff that actually isn't meant for you, isn't part of your destiny, isn't part of your purpose, and yeah, that can absolutely impact the impact that you're having and your overflow of abundance? Are you deepening your sense of self-trust? Very often what happens is in these situations where we feel like we're being tested by the universe or we feel like shit hit the fan, we drop our sense of self-trust, like a hot fucking potato, right? And we're like, shit, the universe is testing me. Ah, my vibe isn't high enough. Oh my goodness, I had bad thoughts yesterday. I'm, I'm being punished by the universe. Are you deepening your sense of self-trust, derubbling that conditioning? I use uh, human design, of course, through the openness, turning the shadow, turning the not-self into your wisdom because you sell through your openness. That's one way I do it. But in quantum wealth embodiment, if you've been in the first round or if you're joining me for the future round, I also use rewilding for that, which is a big aspect of how I deepen someone's sense of self-trust. But if you don't trust yourself First and foremost, nothing else will work. Another one is, are you selling through your openness? Are you creating your marketing and your copy and your sacred masculine structure through the wisdom of your openness? A lot of people are trying to do it backwards and through their definition, but you are meant to sell through your openness. You are meant to market through your openness. You are meant to magnetize your soul line clients through your openness. But you also can't do that if you're living through the not self through your openness. Also looking at how are you feeling about your business? Where are you within your business? What season are you in within your business? I have clients, some clients that take one week off a month. This is typically how I operate right now, although... Once a year, I'll usually take a big chunk off. Whenever I hit my generator plateau, I respect that and I allow myself to take that time off without judgment, without trying to figure out when it'll be done. I just allow myself to be there. So I just recently took almost a month off. Are you, where are you? What season are you in within your business? I also have clients that will take the summer off, where they have seasons where they're selling, seasons where they're launching more often and seasons where they're taking complete time off and away from their business. What season are you in in your business? Have you ever even thought of that? Have you ever created a plan around that? Do you have long term plans or are you operating based on daily tactics? And one thing that I teach my clients all the time, (laughs) this will be a part of Business by Human Design. What's your unfair advantage? What is your particular brand of crazy? And are you monetizing that? Are you showing that? Are you claiming that? Are you owning that? Look, I know (laughs) to be true. It wasn't me that originally gave myself the title of Human Design Queen. It was actually my clients and people that were inviting me on podcasts and at summits. But I know to be true, I am. I know to be true, you will not receive this information from anywhere else. I know to be true that I am the quantum alchemist. (laughs) I own that I always have. And that is what has allowed me to expand again at rates that make no logical sense. I own my zone of genius. I own my unfair advantage. And this will be aspects of business by human design beyond likely beyond. I always follow the energy. I have a soft framework but I'm going to respond to everyone's energy on how the structure ends up being laid out as we go. We're going to talk about this. We must talk about this in Business by Human Design because structure and strategy can be sacred. It not only can be sacred, it is sacred. It's sacred masculine. So I'm going to wrap it up here because I do have a lot of recording to do today. And I am going to be recording, like I said, receive for Business by Human Design, the audio course about tapping into your intuition, tapping into your inner authority and really developing that sense of self-trust in what you're being led to do. So that is going to be a bonus that will drop on, I believe it's the 7th. Oh my goodness, it's only a couple of days. I'm so excited. That'll drop for the 7th three days away in Business by Human Design. For everyone that's enrolled, you can still enroll. So I'm doing that. And then I have to pick Julie up from the hospital. Fingers crossed, knock on wood that she will be able to come home today. So I have to pick her up later. So I'm going to let you guys go. But I hope this gave you so many nuggets to move beyond, not that anyone's teaching it wrong. I really don't believe that. I believe there's a place for everyone. There's space for everyone. And I'm not saying this to make anyone wrong. I think we all have a place we must start. I started out with like, Law of Attraction, Abraham Hicks. Like, that was my life. I started out there. But let's open up the conversation in a bigger, more expansive questions and bigger, more expansive discussions in operating and creating a business from soul and operating, creating a legacy and operating as the CEO. All right, I love you guys. Like I said, I didn't have notes, so I really hope this was coherent in some way. If you love this episode, Please take a screenshot and tag me at for the Sacred rebel on Instagram. Share this with someone you love and know. I'd love to hear the feedback on the episodes. And I love saying hi to you guys when you drop into my DMs and let me know that you found me on the podcast and you're coming to hang out on Instagram. So I will talk to you soon. I hope you guys have a fantastic day and start to your week. I love you. Thank you for hanging out with me again.